just hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. I just got to let this one breathe. Good evening, Colorado in the Rocky Mountain Mile High Region. What is up? In the middle. Cecil Lammy, Denver Sports Tonight. And he said... Uh, now all I want to do is listen to Tenacious D, but I do want to talk about the Denver Broncos as well because I'm fired up, man. Derek Wolf saying 12 wins for the Denver Broncos this year. I've got him at 10, and I almost feel a little bit nervous about 10. Is it the fact that the Broncos have stunk so bad for the last six years? Is that the fact of being excited about this team, being excited, saying 12 wins before? That's been a thing here on the van. You want me to walk you through that? Like, that's been a number. That's been a goal, a target for the Denver Broncos for some time. They haven't reached it. Usually don't get about half of that, Eddie. And now you got my man D. Wolf saying 12 wins. I am fired up because when you think about it, and I wrote about this at denversports.com in my Mile High Monday, when you think about how things are going to be different this year, you're going to have a real offense. And I like what Derek was saying about Jerry Judy because there is no doubt, and I'm not giving too much away, and I'm it's ridiculous that I have to say this or couch these statements, but the Broncos media policy is like, you can't talk about it unless coach says something. Well, I say this. I say Sean Payton loves Jerry Judy, like loves him. And honestly, I think Jerry might love Sean. It might be a, that, you know, dual relationship where it's like both sides have a healthy amount of respect and love and appreciation for each other, and they work together to make the most of their opportunities because there is someone, and I think it's only one, based on how the backs will be used as receivers, based on how the tight ends, plural, there are more than one joker, okay? I know you all love Greg Dulcich's hair, and he has done work on his lower body. I made sure as someone... Colin, I think we have the drop somewhere. Like, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks without their shirts on. Like, uh, yeah, I was paying attention to Greg Dulcich's bubble at mandatory minicamp. Got to talk to him on the final day a week ago or whatever. And Greg Dulcich has worked on his lower body, which he needed to. Because when they cleaned out their lockers in January, and I was like, who's this reporter standing next to me? It wasn't a reporter. It was Greg Dulcich. Because he was in street clothes, and he just he looked... I don't want to say frail. He's an NFL player, but he, you know, didn't have the physique of an Albert O. Kuebenom. He still doesn't have that physique of an Albert O, right? Albert O is chiseled like a Greek god, and that's why you get super excited about what he can do in this offense as a receiving weapon, as that joker. Greg Dulcich has done a good job of, of fixing that lower body, more strength in his butt, basically, more strength in his quads and his hamstrings. Like, you, you can see the lower body is stronger this year, hopefully keeps him healthy. But I look at this with Sean Payton and Jerry Judy. Like, that's his guy. That's the guy that he is going to basically design the offense for. Now, they will run the ball, but the running the ball is a utility. Running the ball is not even necessarily a, a weapon for big plays, but it is a weapon in terms of blunt force trauma. Like, the Broncos are going to take the sledgehammer that is Javante Williams. They're going to run it down your throat. And just when you've had enough and you're going to say, no, Moss, they're going to bring in a fresh Samaji Pirine who's going to run it down your throat. And then they're going to set up this passing game 
for success. Russ is going to have quicker decisions, easier decisions. Sean Payton knows what the problem was with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Russell Wilson's problem in Seattle is that he didn't listen to Pete Carroll. And again, I'm not saying that Pete Carroll had the greatest concepts because they're kind of stuck in the past. But Russell Wilson trying to freelance doesn't work. He did that last year with Nathaniel Hackett. Madden has this Frankenstein of an offense. He's going to listen to Sean Payton. But Payton knows that in Seattle he held on to the ball too long, which he did. I know people say, and trust me, Seattle's offensive line was hot, stinky garbage when Russ was there. But Russ didn't do himself any favors by holding on to the ball too damn long. So now Sean Payton crafting this offense is going to set up short passes to move the chains. And it's Joe Lombardi, for the love of God. You remember what happened last year with Justin Herbert? Hey, Justin Herbert, he loves to go deep. And Lombardi was like, nah, let's just dink and dunk this thing. And that didn't make sense for Justin Herbert. It makes a ton of sense for Russell Wilson. It almost makes too much sense. For Russell Wilson, because what you're going to see now is that short passing game, setting up those moon balls, those deep shots will be there. You run the ball down the throat, you wear out the opponent, you wear down the defense, you make them tired, and then you go over the top. And you go over the top with speed mergents like Marvin Mims, who is a special player. He might be the best receiver on this team, period, point blank, period, as a rookie. Now he's got to be healthy, he wasn't out there mandatory minicamp, all these sorts of things. Cortland Sutton. Looks like a dog. Like, looks amazing out there at mandatory minicamp. Tim Patrick is a dog. You're never going to take him away from Timmy. Like, he's going to catch those passes. He's going to rip away passes from smaller defenders, use his frame, do all those great things. That's a Michael Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Marcus Colston. If we go back to when Colston came out of Hofstra, it was at the 2006 Shrine game. That was in San Antonio at the time before it moved to Houston for a few years, before it went to Orlando for two years, before it went to Tampa for a few years, and then Vegas, and uh, it's in Dallas next year, or whatever Dallas's suburb is. Anyway, getting off track, talking about the Shrine Bowl, let the record reflect, Colin. It took me exactly eight minutes to talk about the All-Star Road Trip. I think that might be a record for me. Uh, next up, I'm going to complain I've been about thinking about it a lot <laughs> in the shower. I have been thinking about that a lot in the shower. Next, I'm going to bring up Tariq Woolen. I kid, not yet. But I look at this offense and how Sean Payton will craft it for what Russell Wilson can't do. Okay, he's going to craft it and set him up for the success and what he can do. Russ, you can't do it all yourself. Russ, you're not going to win from the pocket. Russ, you can't hold on to the ball too long. Can't wait for those moon balls to come open. You have to scheme those open. Just because someone's running a deep route, it doesn't mean you're going to have the the timing of the offense in Seattle was never there. You're running a deep route basically as a decoy. You're running a deep route in case Russ extends something and breaks the pocket and looks downfield and somebody's wide open. Okay, yeah, now you make that moon shot. Russell Wilson took advantage of that where he's like, moon ball, moon ball, hold on to the ball too long, wait for guys to get open, scramble around, get hit, take too much punishment. It has shortened his career. Russell Wilson has done that to himself. Now, Pete Carroll, again, Pete Carroll's not creative. Pete Carroll's not Sean Payton, okay? Sean Payton is creative enough to go, okay, Russ, you're not going to win from the pocket. You can run around. We're going to use bootlegs, rollouts, these sorts of things, utilizing running back screens, uh, wide receiver screens, like ways to slow down the pass rush, make easier throws for you. You must be able to work the middle of the field. It's something that's been a trouble spot for Russell Wilson. Look at any of the advanced data. You know Russell Wilson's not as good in the middle of the field as he is on the edge or downfield. Well, you have to be good in the middle or everyone's going to scheme for that. 
they're going to do middle field open, and you're not going to take it because you can't see. But guess who he worked with? Drew Brees. Russell Wilson is not six feet tall. I'm 5'10 and some change, and Russell Wilson's shorter than I am. Okay? Like, he's going to get the Drew Brees treatment without the Brees' ability to win from the pocket like that. You're going to see Russell Wilson succeed in a different way. This is going to be running the ball, scheming open those deep shots. You know Russ is like a race car in the red, and that's second time in 40 minutes that I've quoted uh, Friday. Well, actually, that's Pulp Fiction, but a race car in the red. That's what Russell Wilson is. He's just waiting to take those deep shots. He hungers for that. He wants that. He wants that dagger. He wants that long pass, that long bomb to set things up. Well, guess what, Russ? You're going to get it, but it's going to be when Peyton sets it up for you to have it. It's not going to be you improvising, running around, not listening, because you know what? If Russell Wilson doesn't listen to Sean Payton, his ass is going to be on the bench. And that's the bottom line. 11 minutes before I went professional wrestler. So Russell Wilson will listen. I said it yesterday on the show. I have no, I no questions whatsoever about Russell Wilson listening to Sean Payton. But he's going to set it up. For what Russ can do, bootlegs, rollouts, screens, deep shots. The deep shots will be schemed, and you're going to be running the ball so effectively. Think about this. Improved offensive line. How Ben Powers didn't make PFF's top 32 guards when he's a top 10 guard in this league. I, I can't remember who wrote that article for Pro Football Focus, but shame on you. Ben Powers is a top 10, 12, if you're being pessimistic. He's a top starting guard in this league. He didn't make PFF's top 32. It's ridiculous. It's an oversight, whatever. We're going to talk real football, and that means Ben Powers, he's their best offensive lineman. I could make the argument that your worst offensive lineman out of the five, I could make the argument, it's Lloyd. Lloyd! It's Lloyd, but I could make the argument, it's Garrett Poles. Because... Mike McGlinchey is so damn good. He's going to hold a lot, people, okay? Before I have 49ers fan jumping down my throat on Twitter being like, Mike McGlinchey, I'm glad he's gone. He holds all the time. Yeah. He's 6'9". You know what tall tackles do? They hold. That's what happens. Every single one of them. Why? Because they're 6'9". They have to reach down at these smaller pass rushers that are trying to get around him. But you look and see, Garrett Bowles can play at a Pro Bowl level. And he might be your fourth of five offensive linemen. But that tells you where this offensive line is at now with the improvements, the signings that you made in free agency. The Greg Penner says, we're going to do this all the time. That's a message, by the way, to George Payton. My man, George Payton, what's up? That's a message to you. You better get it right in the draft. You better be sure. 89 Batman. Anyway, I look at Russ running this offense and having those waves. Derek Wolf talked about it. The waves of receivers, we usually talk about waves of pass rushers, right? They're just going to stay healthy, and you're just bringing a wave, and here's the wave, and here's the wave. You're going to have that wave of wide receivers, and you're going to have fresh guys come out on the field because if the Broncos starters, let's just say this, in an alternate reality, and I'm doing what-ifs until uh, training camp starts, basically we'll intersperse them through on Orange and Blue today. Watch it, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, etc. 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, that is a... Shameless plug, orange, blue today. But I look at if you didn't have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, let's say alternate universe, you don't have those guys. If you told me your starting receivers were Tim Patrick, who's healthy, and Marvin Mims Jr., I'd be like, great, sign me up. That's awesome. But those guys are the third and fourth receivers on this lineup. 
Cortland Sutton looks like he's back, and not even back to where he was. Cortland Sutton looks like he could be better than ever before. I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong before. I hate to tell you I'll be wrong again, but no one, and I say no one, is going to do more research and chart plays and watch this team and watch these players in the entire league closer than I do. Doesn't mean I'm right on everything, okay? And I'm fully aware of that. It's one of the frustrations of my job, honestly, because I want I I want you guys when you're out there and you're sitting on a bar stool, you're in Highlands Ranch, your trees just got uprooted from your yard. Hopefully you're okay. Hope everyone's doing and being safe out there. But when you're sitting in a bar in Highlands Ranch and you're talking about the Broncos and you're saying, you know what, guys, I heard Cortland Sutton's back. You know what I mean? I want you all to have that quality information. You have a life. I don't. Okay? You have a life. You're doing things. I'm just watching football and sometimes comic book movies. But either way. Like, it's all football all the time. I was watching the LFA. Do you know what the LFA is, Colin, as a baseball fan? And you, you love all sports, Colin, though. You're like, I do. You're a traditional sports fan. But LFA, I'm not a uh, league? Is it's the Latino Football League. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's in Mexico. <laughs> it's actually the third lar- largest league behind the CFL. And, yes, I watched the CFL. One of my best friends runs the Alouettes. So, like, yeah. I, I've watched... XFL, so, and USFL too. This okay, year. I like that. I like. It. Check out the LFL. Okay, okay. Check out uh, the LFA. Sorry, not the LFL's lingerie football, which I don't know if they still do. But anyway, like I'm going to watch all this football as much as I possibly can. I am here to tell you with my eye, Cortland Sutton looks better than ever. Not as good as he used to be. Not on the way up. Like Cortland Sutton, who I said was the steal of the draft. Who my nickname for Court? Anytime I see Court, is what's up, Steel of the Draft? What's up, Steel? I call him Steel. It's like the uh, Shaq. Didn't Shaq? Shaq did a Steel movie, right? Because the Superman, uh, the four when when Clark Kent died from Doomsday, they had four Superman, including Steel. And then Shaq did a movie of Steel. Am I misremembering that? I'm pretty sure you stole my mom's money when she paid for me to see Shazam. (laughs) I don't know about a Steel movie. Look it up. I'm sure he did. But that's what I call Corlin Sutton. He's Steel. He's Superman. He's Superman. Are you kidding me? And even Derek said on the drive, he's like, yeah, he's at a bowling thing with Emmanuel Sanders, a play for the Broncos. I almost had to take the emergency lane today. Because all the trees that were down in Highlands Ranch, I was like, if I jump in the double yellow line... And I drive, and I get pulled over, because I'm going to get pulled over, right? And I tell the wonderful police officer, I say, Officer, I'm Cecil Lammy, and it's for emergencies. And I'm going to be on the drive at 530, so it's an emergency. Some kind of a big deal. Probably wouldn't have worked. Probably wouldn't work. I got pulled over one time. I ran a stop sign. Sorry. And uh, the lovely police officer in Lakewood talked to me for like half an hour, mostly asking me questions about Big Al, because Big Al is like the greatest. And uh, I'm thinking the whole time, right, because we're shooting the bull, shooting the you-know-what about, you know, Big Al and the fan and the Broncos or whatever. And I'm thinking in my head this 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm getting out of this. I'm, man, I'm sweet-talking this guy, right? And I'm, I'm bang, bang, bang. It's the first time my name, quote-unquote, is going to get me out of a ticket. Nope. Still got a ticket. Still got a ticket. I was like, damn it. Do I have to have Big Al call you? Like, seriously. Anyway. I am telling you, Cortland Sutton looks better than ever. Cortland Sutton doesn't look okay or like he's kind of okay or he's back. This is better than he was before. I have never, 
And I mean ever. Ever, 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 ever. That's your second Friday quote. I've never seen Cortland Sutton look like he looks now. He looks incredible. Now, I think there's only one receiver that comes out of this. I think it's Jerry Judy because I think Sean Payton loves Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy loves Sean Payton. So how does that work out? How does that happen? What goes on with this team? How do they work in those wide receivers? There's only one football to go around. Is everyone going to stay happy? Derek Wolf insists that Jerry Judy's going to be happy. That's my largest question with Judy because when he was backside X last year, and Orlando Franklin's talked about this, listen to Big O, little O, just regular O. I don't know. What can we call Big O now, right? I know uh, one of my buddies coined my nickname, one of my nicknames, Big Max. But that one was, I was like 250. <laughs> I'm 180 now. So I don't, I don't know. I like Big Mex. Big Mex is a cool nickname, but I don't think I can classify that. So Big O, O, Orlando. Listen to Orlando. He said it last year. When Jerry Judy's backside X, he's dialed in. When he's not the first read, he dials out. And also it's a timing thing. And this is something that we'll all be watching closely at training camp because it's not just the mental thing. And I believe Derek Wolf when he says it, hey, Jerry Judy was sick of losing. Of course he's sick of losing. The Broncos have been embarrassing. The Broncos haven't been bad, like, oh, man, what a down year. The Broncos have been like, Emmanuel would brag when he got pulled over. I play for the Broncos. Like, you, you get pulled over now, you'd be like, what do you do? You know, where are you going? Oh, just, you know, driving, wherever. Hey, aren't you Jerry Judy? Yeah, whatever. Like, seriously, the Broncos have been embarrassing. You think Jerry Jude's going to be happy about that? So what is it when they're winning games? What is it when he has Sean Payton coaching him up? Like, what does that look like? That could look pretty damn good. But here's my problem. It goes beyond the mental side, although that's incredibly important. I'm glad that Derek... um, I don't know if he corrected me, but we, we had that back and forth about Jerry Judy, right? I'm worried. He's not worried. Here's why I'm worried. I'm worried because of the timing of the offense. And Jerry Judy is a great route runner when he's got five seconds to get open. And this is the problem that Jerry had with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, who I had consulted for a team before the draft. They said he's a first-rounder. You take him top ten. Uh, the team I was consulting with did not take him, and they went in a different direction, which did not work out for them, which I guess I can't say I'm happy about. But anyway, some of my friends got fired. But, like, I said Teddy Bridgewater is smart and accurate. Like, and before the his knee f- fell on the ground, people, okay? I don't want to make you all sick, right? But Teddy Bridgewater's knee looked like one of them trees in Highlands Ranch right now. Just snap. And his knee... Touch the ground, okay? With it's the science. rest of his legs standing up. Don't want to be graphic, but before Teddy Bridgewater's injury, he was trending to be like a really good starter. A really good starter. But you know what Teddy Bridgewater did? He'd go one, two, three, check down. One, two, you're open, pass. One's open, pass. Teddy Bridgewater was so damn precise that when Jerry Judy was doing the dancing at the line, he's dancing, dancing. And then five seconds later, Jerry's wide open, and he's pissed off because he's not getting the ball. Yeah, Jerry, Teddy was off of you in two seconds because Teddy's a smart quarterback. Teddy's going one, Jerry's dancing, Jerry's out there trying to get open. Like, he's already off of him. He's on to the next one. That's Jerry Judy's problem when he's not the number one read. When he's the number one read, he gets open right away because he can get open. But when he's sitting there and trying to juke and dance and over here, you're not on the beach. 
And for the love of God, this offseason has been great. It's not been great because we can't say anything unless Sean Payton talks about it. We really can't say anything, which sucks. But this offseason has been great because I haven't seen Jerry Judy running on the beach. The last thing that I need to see in June and July is Jerry Judy running routes on his buddies on the beach. Like, I don't need to see beach volleyball highlights. I don't need to see her running through some cones. I need to see Jerry Judy checked in. Because Russell Wilson, like Teddy Bridgewater this year, per Sean Payton's decree, Sean Payton's decree across Broncos land, Broncos country, is get rid of the ball quickly. So if you're one of these wide receivers, I don't care if you're Cortland Sutton looking better than ever. I don't care if you're Jerry Judy. Sean Payton's love. Sean Payton loves Jerry Judy, everybody. He loves him. If you're Jerry Judy, better get open. And you better get open now, right? <laughs> I feel like the cop in uh, Die Hard. I, I need backup now. Now, damn it, now. Turn my car into Swiss cheese. I speak and think in movie quotes. It's a problem. Trust me, it's a problem. Either way, if you're one of these wide receivers, that's why I think somebody's getting traded. Somebody's getting traded because you just, you've, you've got so much. You got so much. And I think when the world sees Cortland Sutton, when you're out at Broncos training camp, and for the love of God, you're actually going to see football. It's not going to be jog throughs with the soft J. Yet you are going to see football. You're going to go to training camp and you are going to get entertained. Are you not entertained? Sean Payton's going to bring real football back to the Mile High City. It's awesome. Wish I could talk about it, but I'll be able to talk about it at training camp because you'll all see it, and you will see that Cortland Sutton is ready to dominate in a way that he's never done before. He's never looked like this. I've watched every snap of every practice of everything in his whole career. Cortland Sutton has never looked this good. He looks fantastic. And I think once the rest of the world sees that, then you got, let's say, your Baltimore and Hey, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt, guys. Rashad Bateman had to get an injection in his ankle or something. Check it out, Colin. I think it was his ankle. But Rashad Bateman, who's their number two, he's not even healthy. And Odell Beckham Jr., like, he's never healthy. And I love Zay Flowers. Another Shrine Bowl reference. He's a rookie this year, first-round pick. Zay Flowers, Boston College, could ball. Absolutely ball. The fact that he went to the Shrine Bowl, it was a slap in the face of the Senior Bowl. I'd just be honest. That was a huge get for the Shrine Bowl. Huge get. That game is making waves, everybody. It's making waves. Zay Flowers is awesome. He can't be the only one. You watch Cortland Sutton for three games, four games. You get to the trade deadline. That's week, well, week six, whatever. You're watching Cortland Sutton. You got somebody get banged up. You're calling the Broncos for Cortland Sutton. Because the dude looks amazing. And I want him to stay here forever. Denver Broncos for life. But that's not the way this business works. Yeah, quarter zone shot, out two weeks. Yeah. Out for mandatory minicamp. There you go. Thank you, Colin. It's Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy yelling about the Denver Broncos with movie quotes. <laughs> now with more movie quotes. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep an eye on the NBA draft. Talk a little bit about, about that in my final segment. But I teased yesterday, industry term, what are the three things that Russell Wilson needs to do in order to succeed this year? I got through one because I'm chatty, and that was listen to Coach Sean Payton. My number two, what does Russell Wilson have to do to listen and to be better this year? My number two of three is coming up next.
What does Russell Wilson have? A lot of quarterbacks without their shirt on. There you go, Colin, finding that. Some really good drops on this, on that board. I think I need Vance Joseph before I go on. Before I continue, I need something. We're back. Classic. Classic. Love me some BJ. No a Bronco. <laughs> He's a tall guy. Did you ever find the chubby one when he was talking about Philip Lindsay? He's a little chubby guy, right? That's what he said. He said that about Phil. And yeah, give me one second. I'll pull, I'll okay. pull back up. All right. Yeah. It's all good. Tell me. Give me the signal when you've got the chubby guy drop. But I was like, maybe when he played for the Seattle Sea Dragons or whatever. Like, maybe he's a little, you know, could could drop some LBs. Whatever. We all love Phil. Uh, you got your little McLaughlin here, by the way, now. He's Philip Lindsay with hands, everybody. And more speed. He's faster than Phil. I don't think he's as good between the tackles as Phil, but he's willing between the tackles. And when you're a small back who's really, 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 really fast and a great receiver, you can play slot receiver. Um, when you're willing between the tackles, I'm going to take that 10 times out of 10. Because most guys that are that size and have that skill set, they have, they don't want anything to do with the big guys. That, and that's what made Phil special in his way um, because, you know, you look at Phil and you're like, okay, not much there. He's a little fired up, whatever. Um, he's going to bounce everything to the corner store. It's a scouting term. Like, you don't want the running backs that take everything to the corner store. And looking at Philip Lindsay, you would think, like, yeah, he's going to bounce it outside because he's little and whatever. No, Phil would attack you inside, probably surprise you, and he was never going to push the pile, right? You would never ask him to do that. But he'd go inside, and then we got to the linebacker level. Then he would bounce it outside. That's what made him special in his way. Um, limited, though, because he couldn't catch. Like, I know everyone gets all mad whenever you say that, but, like, no, that's um, – I think we all know that. You know, Phil was a great runner. He wasn't a great receiver. And in pass protection, you had issues because he was small. Jaleel McLaughlin's here to do that. What does Russell Wilson do? I always get off track talking about Russ. What does Russell Chubby. Wilson <laughs> – Chubby? Uh, what does he have to do to – Work to make it work this year. Yesterday I said he's got to listen to Sean Payton. I believe he will listen to Sean Payton. The second thing today, two of three, and I'm on there tomorrow. The second thing he needs to do is protect himself. Russell Wilson at times is his own worst enemy because Russell Wilson at times holds on to the ball way too long. Russell Wilson at times will try to keep plays alive with his feet when he's got no business doing that. And he'll take extra punishment because of that. And he's no longer the threat as a runner that he used to be. Can he get out and scoot a little bit? You know what I mean? Can he get out and uh, pick up a few yards? Can he keep a play alive somewhat? Yes. But just watch last year. And I know Russ was a little bit banged up last year, but that's a problem. Like, Russ tried to do too much. Russ held on to the ball too long. Russ is running around. And when he would take off to run, and there were times he just turned it down. And I don't want to call a guy out like that, and I don't hate Russell Wilson. Please, can we stop with that when you have a criticism? It's like when I said something about Garrett Bowles, and I'm like, you just hate him. Like, I don't hate Garrett Bowles. He waves to me at Chipotle. Like, Garrett likes me, I guess, kind of. I mean, I like him. He's a really good man, but he holds a lot. You know, does that mean I'm a hater? Or does that mean I just tell the truth? Please, stop. 
anyway, getting off track. I don't hate Russell Wilson, but the truth of the matter is, Russell Wilson is his own worst enemy at times. He's got to protect himself. And last year, he would turn it down. You'd see plays develop and watch the All-22. Watch the coach's tape. And I don't use Game Pass because Game Pass isn't as good as it used to be. I use Exos because I have team access. I'm not going to tell you which team, and no, it's not the Broncos. So I use Exos, and that is it makes watching games so good. I can dial up every third down situation for Russell Wilson on my computer right now and say, give me all the third and longs, third and six plus for Russell Wilson in 2022. Hit go. Computer fills up. Here's all the plays. That's how great Exos is. Game Pass used to be like that. Anyway, humble brag. Russell Wilson would have these plays where the rushing lane would break open, and you're like, he could get it, Russ, get it. And then he'd, like, turn it down because he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as fleet of foot, okay? Now, maybe dropping the pounds as someone who knows a thing or two about dropping LBs. Let me finish. Little tubby kid. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Let me finish. As someone who knows a little something about dropping some LBs, Maybe Russell Wilson being a slimmer, can't tell you to lose weight, just tell you tighter, tight. Um, Maybe he's a little bit faster or a little bit more fleet of foot. I just, I think kind of at this point in his career, he's just not anymore. Could be totally wrong. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, Russ does look good. His physique looks really good. As someone, again, who's seen a lot of quarterbacks without their shirts on. Russell Wilson, he looks good. But he's also gets in his own way because he he wants to play hero ball. And please, for the love of God, Colin, do not play Nickelback. It is in my contract. I get to walk if you play Nickelback. Because a hero, it, you're not a hero, Russ. Okay? That's extreme. <laughs> that is extreme. Vance Joseph. I wish I had like a Vance Joseph AI. You know what I mean? So I'm going through life. Uh, I got some troubles, right? Oh, it was one of those therapy apps, right? And you say, hey, man, I'm feeling a little blue. What do I do today? And then you have Vance Joseph answer your questions. Just Vance is right. Vance on demand. Exactly. Vance therapy. Because it makes you feel good, man. It doesn't make you feel good when he's head coach because it was awful, but that's because Elway wouldn't let him do anything. But, like, Russell Wilson, you've got to protect yourself. Know that you're not a hero. Okay? And... Part of the problem is Russ wants to win so bad. Like, Russ is a little cheesy, whatever, a lot cheesy. I don't even care about that. Russell Wilson is a really good man, like a really good person. Does he know where the cameras are at? Sure. Is he always on for the cameras? Sure. When the cameras aren't on, is he a little bit different? I don't know. I'm always around him when the cameras are on. But I know Russell Wilson is a good man. And... In football, not everybody is a good guy, okay? Don't make me name names, but having a good man run your team like that, it's outstanding. He's the type of guy uh, that you want your kids to look up to, right? Although my son doesn't like Russell Wilson because he puffed up to me, uh, and I think Liam was like 10 or something at the time, and uh, when Russell Wilson puffed up to me, it made him mad that someone, some player would puff up to his dad. So I appreciate the support, big guy, but no, you can... You can like Russell Wilson. Like, you can you can support Russell Wilson. He's got to stop playing hero ball. I know he wants to win, but the way that you win is you run exactly what Sean Payton wants to do. And I don't care if that means you're like Jared Goff. Jared Goff was pretty damn good last year. 
Okay? And it's Jared Goff. He doesn't even know which direction the sun comes up, okay? Jared Goff might not be the brightest bulb. I'm just saying. I don't want to be mean, and I don't know Jared. I do know some people on that staff. And they set things up for him to succeed. Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Feels great, baby. Can he spell baby? I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo, greatest guy ever, whatever I have to say. Kyle Shanahan was handcuffed for years with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, please don't screw it up. Oh, Jimmy, you screwed it up. Russell Wilson, all you got to do is listen to Sean Payton. It's back to my original point. But when you run what Sean Payton wants to design, and I'm not giving anything away, and for the love of God, the fact that I have to qualify that drives me up a flipping wall, okay? I just want to talk ball. I don't want to talk controversy. I don't want to talk weight loss or whatever. Like, I want to talk ball. And the ball on Russell Wilson says this. The Duke can still play if, or should I say however, and as my man Reggie McDaniel always said, there's always a however in life. However, Russell Wilson can't improvise. If there's a play and it like totally breaks down and whatever, one time in a game, yes. Russ, do you think? Other than that, run it as designed. And when that receiver is, is designed open, this gets back to the Jerry Judy thing with the timing. Sean Payton's timing is so damn good, he will craft guys being open. He will design the play to be open at a certain time. Watch the hitch. It's why footwork is so important, Drew Locke. Why didn't Drew work out? Some people would say processor. That's part of the conversation. I'd say feet. I told him, I told Andy, his dad, who I appreciate. I love those guys. I think Drew's a good kid. I think Andy's a great father. I think I think Drew Locke comes from a great family. Great family athletes, too, by the way. But the problem with Drew, it's what I told his dad in rookie camp, by the way, when I talked to Andy years ago, you got to clean up his feet. Watch Russell Wilson's feet. If his feet are hitching with the route combinations, this comes from watching all 22. Your footwork, when you drop back, it's not just you running back there, right? This isn't Kyler Murray who looks like a two-year-old that stole his mom's phone and just run around behind the line of scrimmage. You're not going to catch me. When you drop back, it's a timing, the depth of your drop. One thing that made John Elway great wasn't the hose. The hose was great, right? The cannon of an arm. Okay, I better be very clear about that. I'm talking about his arm strength, everybody. That's what she said. Exactly. (laughs) The cannon of an arm for John Elway was special. But you know what else was really special? His feet. He had great feet. He would drop back so fast. His first step was so big. And it helped him see the field. It helped him get back faster. And then he could just rocket that thing anywhere. Russell Wilson's feet. See, so the fact is you got a wide, you got an F. Oh, I love that. It's the greatest thing ever. Thanks, John. Call me. Still want to go have a tumbler with you. But anyway, Russell Wilson's feet had better be tied to the place, to the route combinations. If they are, great things can happen. Because if they are, Sean Payton will have guys open. You will not have the problem of having everybody covered and then Russell Wilson trying to put on his cape. You're not a hero, bro. You're not out there playing hero ball. Don't do that. You can't do that. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can play really good football by getting it to Cortland Sutton, getting it to Jerry Judy, getting it to Greg Dulcich, the way that Sean Payton designs it. If you listen, you will win. I said it yesterday. It's a field of dreams. What's going to happen for the Denver Nuggets in the NBA draft? Plus some more Broncos yelling. That's coming up next.
Every time you play Tenacious D, I was like, I hope it's edited. One thing no one thought was the D would I thought about it, yeah. Well, watch watch out for that. Cecil Lammy, my man Colin on the ones and twos. Talking about the NBA draft. We are waiting for the Denver Nuggets. And what are they going to do? You did, of course, everybody knew. How do the Spurs do this? Is this the cold ball, like, with the Patrick Ewing thing with the Knicks, right? Or is this like Orlando when they got back-to-back number one picks? Um, my God. <laughs> or setting up Cleveland with all those picks. Like, the Spurs are, well, they got, they got a real one. Victor Webinyama, uh, the kid from France, we all know, like, there's a special talent. Going to a team that knew how to build things around the big fundamentals. Got in an argument with my man, Zach Bai, earlier today. That kind of surprised me because I am, I, I don't know what to exactly describe, but I'll, I'll give you a history lesson of my thoughts and opinions on Nikola Jokic when the Denver Nuggets drafted him. Before he was an all-star and you had Nuggets fans who recognized the talent, because again, natural talent's easy to see. When people are like, Nikola Jokic is really talented when he was a rookie or when he was a young player, it's like, yeah, no yeah, no kidding. Like, hey, that guy that's big and can shoot and can pass, he's really good. Like, yeah, but will it translate? And at the time, I was like, okay, and I trust me, I fought with Nuggets fanboys, and they're like, he's the greatest, and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but he's not an all-star. He doesn't get all-star treatment. This is before he was an all-star. And as we've seen his career grow... And I said, okay, if he works out, if best-case scenario is Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, and that was best-case scenario, he's far exceeded that, like far exceeded that, in my opinion. Uh, So I think all of us were wrong. I think the Nuggets fanboys who were like, he's the greatest, like, well, you weren't saying he'd be one of the best NBA players ever. Nobody was saying that. Nobody in this city, no Nuggets fan was saying that. No media member was saying that. Mike Evans wasn't getting a tattoo. Uh, that's the 15 he should get. Can Mike get a real tattoo, please? DMAC was all offended the other day when I was making fun of Mike Evans' Tim Tebow tattoo because it's awful, by the way. And as someone who doesn't oh, have any ink. snap. <laughs> legal weed. Um, like I like legal weed. I don't have anything against tattoos whatsoever. I honestly don't care. Like, you know how you get down, baby. Um, but I am against bad ink. And as someone who was just in Vegas a week ago or whatever, I saw a lot of bad ink. There's a lot of y'all who have made bad decisions with your body. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mike Evans made one of those bad decisions. I'm not talking about the, the hips. I'm talking about, like, eh, that tattoo is looks awful, <laughs> terrible. He should get a Nikola Jokic tattoo. Like, seriously. But I was surprised by Man ZB because I was like, Nikola Jokic is top 15. He's like, no, he's not. And I'm like, well, top 20? Yeah. I'm like, what? Okay, he's within the range of five. So I was like, and ZB knows ball, like, obviously. But I think we're just kind of there. If he were to retire today and you'd say, okay, top 20, sure. But he's not going to retire today. Uh, he's going to ride some horses. And was it Jamal who said it, that he's, like, he's going to drink beer and ride horses and then get into shape like two weeks before the season? Was that, Jamal said that, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I believe that was yeah, Jamal, yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. What's Nikola Jokic going to do? 
He's going to ride his chariot and drink beer and, you know, get a little chubby. And then he'll get back in shape before the season. That's what Jamal Murray said he'd do. That's what he's going to do. It's what he does. If he were to stop playing and you say, okay, where is he at now as one of the greatest players of all time? Okay, top 20. The fact that you can already project this, you know, his game's not going to fall off a cliff. You know he's still going to score. He's going to put it in a bucket. You know he's going to best passing big man of all time. And so that's where I think all of us were wrong about Nikola Jokic. Not just me. Oh, you were wrong about Nikola Jokic. Yeah, who said he was going to be the greatest of all time? Like one of the greatest centers and big men of all time. The best passing big men of all time. Nobody was saying that. So top 15, top 20, I don't care. Semantics. I know he's damn good. And, well, hey, Warriors, keep... Warriors! Like, keep keep trying, Golden State. So cute. I always loved when Golden State got big. And, hey, trust me, it's exciting basketball. I still, you know, it's not, not my brand of basketball, but whatever. I'm old school. But it was always funny when, like, the new Golden State fans would come to Denver and you'd be like, hey, who's Tim Hardaway? Who's Mitch Richmond? Who's Chris Mullen? And they're like, I don't know. Crickets. Exactly. I love Clay Thompson. <sighs> All right, that's a wrap, everyone. Love you all. Thanks, Colin. I'm Cecil Amy saying, oh, love Ronnie James Dio. Denver Sports tonight. You want to sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. It's a free email right to your inbox. And our website doesn't have any damn paywalls, so go there every day. Bookmark it. Go there. Subscribe for free. Denver Sports Daily. Top Denver Sports News. Right to your inbox. What are the Denver Nuggets going to do in the NBA draft? We're going to have it all for you and then some. It's denversports.com. Denver Sports Daily. And appreciate you all. Um, appreciate the love. Orange or Blue today, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Check us out. Me and Andrew Mason talking Broncos. He's calling on the ones and twos. I am Cecil Lammy saying appreciate you all. Please stay safe after this of this weather. As Ronnie says, I want you to do this. Look out! Let's stay frosty. You can hide in the sun till you see the light.